All right, all right, all right. Welcome, everybody, to the Business Geeks podcast, where we geek business. I'm Super Joe Pardo, and I'm joined by my two wonderful co-hosts. This week, we're discussing uh, three ways to grow your business with podcasting. We also have a uh, coolest or fullest where should you send a cardboard cutout of yourself to your family members while we're social distancing? Uh, and we have a couple of grind my gears, including talking about conspiracy theories, uh, Facebook group pollution, and uh, <laughs> and our one cool things, COVID loan tracker and using your electric car that you may or may not actually have at this point, unlike me who does have one, uh, as a as a backup generator versus having a generator. But first, I need to introduce Jennifer Crawford, the co-founder of Sparent.co. Jennifer, how are you feeling tonight? I am feeling good. What's good, good feel like? Feeling good. It feels good. Uh, we had a good week at Sparent. We onboarded three new clients this week, so that... Woo! That's great because things have been a little slow, um, you know, for the past couple weeks. So I think, you know, things are, are starting to, to pick up again. So that feels really good. Um, so, yeah, this this week I'm I'm good. I can't complain. That is great to hear, uh, even though the word good is just so blah to me. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. Sorry. Why not great? Let's, let's get great. Like, that's what I, I want to hear. I want to hear let's get great. Why well, don't uh, want to be too superlative? I'm being sensitive. Oh, look at that superlative as she's wearing her pearls. It's all oh, happening today. <laughs> <laughs> look, I, I, got, I got my Mickey shirt on. It's as fancy as oh. I'm getting <laughs> Uh, it's been a while. It's been a wild uh, twelve hours here down in South Jersey. Uh, so speaking of down, uh, Samantha Riley of SamanthaRiley.global. How are you feeling tonight, down under? Well, it's not tonight. It's this, oh, morning, this morning down morning under, and, down under yes. and it is awesome. The sun's shining. It's a great start to the week because we've just had a four day break for Easter. Do you guys have four day break for Easter? <laughs> no. no, no. The schools okay. do. The schools do though. Like they, they ha like Ava's off from off from school right now. Uh, us, us Australians, we just as much time as we can take off to do nothing, we do that. <laughs> oh man, I, I need to move down there. Oh, totally. So good, so good. <laughs> but how about you, Joe? How are you feeling on this wonderful Monday evening? I am feeling relieved now that the storms have passed over us and we didn't lose power, unlike most of the people or a lot of people in the South Jersey area where these ridiculous like 50, 60 mile an hour bursts of wind flew through the area. So I'm, I'm feeling quite relieved. Mm. Yeah. Glad you're glad safe. It's safe. Yeah. Glad you didn't have it down safe. in DC? You didn't have that storm uh, come through? You know what? I canceled my workout this morning because I thought it's going to be dangerous out there. We got, you know, they said we were on a tornado warning till 6 p.m. It ended up being nice all day. Like it was a little really? cloudy, but then I looked out my window. I was like, blue sky, blue sky, blue sky. But knowing my luck, I knew as soon as I went out for my run, I'd be like at the furthest point from my house. And I know that, a, you know, a tornado would come because that's just how luck goes with me when we I'm outside running. <laughs> well, I think that everyone in DC should thank you, Jen, for <laughs> yeah. not going out for your run. That's right. That's right. Um, it's because of me that the weather turned out A-OK -okay in DC. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic fantastic yeah it was it was pretty garbage here today so yeah so that feeling relieved it's 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 all it's all good now that we're not losing power during uh the self-isolation period so 
this week we are talking podcasting, which uh, I am all for. I, I actually all three of us are all for because we mm-hmm. we all have podcasts. This is a podcast right now. If you didn't know, you were listening to it. Uh, <laughs> surprise! <laughs> yes, surprise. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the conversation. <laughs> We're talking three ways to grow your business with podcasting. So who wants to start us off with three ways to grow your business with podcasting? Well, sure. Let's do this. We're going to go into more detail, but I've defined or we have defined three distinct ways to grow your business with podcasting. The obvious is to create a podcast as a marketing arm for your business. But the other two ways might not be as obvious. One is being a guest on other people's podcasts. And the third is actually advertising your business on podcasts. So there are tips and tricks to make all of those things successful. So we're gonna we're gonna dive into those tonight, right? Yes, we did are. I miss anything? Yeah, I, no, no, no. Sorry, Jen. I was making notes. I sorry, was listening. I, is everybody I'm asleep? I'm back with you. <laughs> this is a podcast, apparently. Surprise. I mean, do do we want to just start with the the marketing arm for your business? Yeah, Yeah, let's start with that because I think that the biggest piece missing or the piece that most people miss in this first piece in creating their podcast is actually the strategy of why they want to start a podcast. And this is something that I'm really, I get a bee in my bonnet. Like it's podcasting is great. I thoroughly recommend it. I now have three podcasts because I did something crazy over the weekend. And a lot of people will just start it without giving any consideration as to why. Why are you doing it? And what is the outcome that you want to get from your podcast? Pause. What was the crazy thing that you did this weekend? I know everyone wants to know. I want yeah, to know. I, uh, know. I probably should. Yeah, I probably should have filled that gap in, shouldn't I? Yeah. Just left you hanging there. So I'm I'm doing a training for my clients today on how to launch a podcast. And as I was researching to put the training together, I inadvertently started a new podcast called Pod Nation. And it's all about podcasting and how to grow your business with a podcast. Didn't expect that to be happening, but oops. <laughs> oops, I started a podcast. That's a, that's a good title for a podcast, actually. Yeah. Thank you, Jennifer. Yeah, that's awesome. Oops, I'm pregnant. Yeah. Oops, uh, I started a podcast. Oh, no, 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 no. I did not say that. Oops. Well, congratulations on yeah. your third podcast. That, uh, can that, we, is that three? That's three. That is three. Surgeon General's warning, three. podcast is addictive. Yeah. It is yeah, it very, is. very Be addictive. Careful. <laughs> Be very, very careful. One podcast often leads to another podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. But it's, but it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing as long as you have a strategy, right? Yes. Let's get back to that. So you were making a very good point uh, before you teased us with this like crazy thing over the weekend. So, (laughs) okay, Sam. So I know you've seen podcastrophes. That's a word now. See what we did there. Well done. It's some okay. Podcast. It wasn't. It's I not an easy word. That. I can't even it's, see it. <laughs> it's very difficult to say. So let's just uh, forget about it. So knowing your why, right? So I think Absolutely. most business owners are like, well, I my why is I want to make more money. I want to grow uh-huh. my business. I want to get clients. And I'm thinking that that's not a good enough why. I think it? it is. As long as you know. So this is what I think. And I'm specifically talking here about starting a podcast 
for your business growth. Or that's what we're talking about here, right? Because there's plenty of other podcast um, genres that we're not going to talk about. We're specifically talking about to grow your business. So the very, very first thing that I think you need to know is who is that one person that you're speaking to? Who is that one person that is your ideal client? Because until you know exactly who that one person is, it's very difficult to come up with the strategy of, you know, what's the show title? What's the format? What's the, how are we running our episodes? Are we having guests? Are we doing solo episodes? Like you guys know there's so many things to consider, but the very, very first thing needs to be who is your ideal client. And the other thing that the reason that's important is because you may only ever get one listener. So knowing who that person is, is super important. I really hope that most people would get more than one listener. (laughs) I just want to lower expectations a little bit. A little bit? That's a a lot. They just came crashing down, Jen. (laughs) One listener. No, yeah, that I think that is that is so smart. And the other thing I wanted to mention is so if you are starting a podcast to benefit your business, like so my business is Sparent, we're a virtual agency. So I'm probably not gonna start a podcast called the Sparent Podcast because mm-hmm. I think that's that's a little too in your face. I don't it's not SEO friendly since Sparent itself is a made up word, but I might have a podcast about how to work remotely or how to manage a remote team or how to be a virtual assistant. I may have a topic that is related to my business um, that does a good job of giving me a platform to showcase my expertise in that field. And therefore, as a byproduct of that, attracting potential business my way. Mm-hmm. I think that's a trap that you can f- easily fall into, right? Is making the show for you right. that isn't for the part like not for the customer, right? For mm-hmm. it ends up being about your industry and not for attracting customers to the business. And and that's, a, I mean, it's an easy, easy trap to fall so into. So easy. Mm-mm. You brought up another really good point there, Jen. And that is- <laughs> Ring the bell, ring the bell. <laughs> and I'm sure that Joe, you can talk more on this. But making sure that your title is SEO friendly and not getting all cutesy with it. I don't. I think that having a title that people don't understand isn't a smart thing to do. What's your take on this, Joe? It, you know, it's t- it's tough, right? Because like you can educate anybody, but you gotta. It takes time and or money, right? Mm. So like you can have the the really like meta name that like only a handful of people are gonna get in the beginning. But then if you spend the money or you spend the time and you keep at it and you keep pushing it, it it can work. It's just a lot more. It's just more of an uphill battle. Right. Mm -hmm. So it just depends on whether or not you're willing to to go down that long the long road um, to own something. But I mean, like with that said, like, I mean, there's tons of things that we use every day that don't make a lot of sense, like Uber. Mm. Like that's not that doesn't say taxi to me. That doesn't say anything about riding in a car or you know what i mean like it just mm. at that point it takes money it takes time to educate people in that in that realm otherwise yeah i would i would try to make it as flat out as, as simple as possible mm. anthony makes a great point here to google whatever you want your name to be to see the competition yep. definitely a great tip uh and the other thing that i do is uh, hit Uber suggest and have a look at what the SEO terms that people are looking up. Not necessarily that you want to name your podcast, you know, 
how to start a podcast. You know, we don't want it to be that <laughs> that boring, um, but you do want to have a look to see what it is that people are searching and how can you bring that into your title. But somehow. that could be the opposite effect too, right? If, if you make it too obvious, um, you're going to be competing with people who already own that space. Yeah, correct. So it becomes it can become very difficult. Yeah. Uh, to to you know to to go in. Uh, Anthony loves your accent. <laughs> oh, thanks, Anthony. <laughs> the only person that says Anthony like that. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it wasn't too long ago when we went through this process with the Business Geeks podcast because we're still a relatively new podcast. So I remember when we were bouncing around names and Joe, you had mentioned that, oh, we want to make a podcast where we just basically geek out about business. And Sam and I both was like, wait a minute, break. Yeah, stop, like that, stop. Yeah, that's the essence. And so we we did the Googling and yeah, we were really surprised to find out that there wasn't a podcast called the Business Geeks Podcast. And so then we're we then you, Joe, got on top of getting the domain name. Yeah. And then we're looking and making sure we can get the social media handles that we we'd like associated with the podcast across the platform. Platforms. Not that we've done much with them, but still, <laughs> we were we were snatching up that real estate, and we wanted to make sure it was available before we got too attached to the podcast name. Um, so we, I, I think we landed on it, and we're happy because we thought it was lighthearted and fun. Um, had the word business in it, so we thought it sort of checked all the boxes. Um, so yeah, so what we're talking about is really exactly sort of the process we went through. What, few months mm. ago a couple months yeah. ago i don't know yeah that was like one hour call <laughs> yeah we, had, we did so well it was it was a re it was actually a quicker process than i think any of us were expecting but uh again and oh jen you we're just dinging the bell for jen today i don't have a bell here but but we're not just Googling the name. We need to make sure that the social media handles are available. And you're right, even though we're not using them, you do need to ensure that you are making sure that you're in, in charge or you own all that real estate before you start because you it would be awful to start and find out that someone else already owns those social media handles or that you can't get the URL or whatever it is. So uh, make sure that you tick all the boxes before you do start to get married to that name. Well, and then now I'm I'm you I'm remembering that day. Um, now I'm also remembering the next thing that we did, which I think is really important, is that we established a recording schedule and established that we were all three committed to that recording schedule and what that would look like because because we all come from a background where we're familiar with the components that uh, you know all the moving pieces of podcasts. We I think all understood that it was quite an undertaking to commit to something on a weekly basis. So we all had to look at our schedules. We all had to make sure that we were clear for the foreseeable future and make sure that we were, we all had a concept for the, we thought about the format and segments, how long it was going to be, that we were going to live stream it as a, as opposed to just recording it and putting it out. So we had all of these decisions to make and I, I'm bringing it up because I think a lot of people jump into podcasting without any forethought into the commitment mm. because they just mm -hmm. don't have the, that experience to pull from and they think it's easy and it's fun and it is fun for the most part. It is part. a lot of fun. It's this a is lot fun. of fun. It's a lot it of fun. It is a we, lot of fun. We have a but... great time. I, I look I look forward to this every week but dot 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 it's a lot of work and I honestly couldn't do this without Joe and Sam because I don't have the time to commit 
to a podcast, having this partnership made made me having a podcast possible. So I'm always, I'm very grateful for that. But these are all things that have to be sort of decided before you even record for the first time. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It is a big time commitment, not just to make sure that we're showing up every week, but consistently showing up. I know that for all three of us, that was one of the first conversations we had. Are you actually, or are we as a team committed to, you know, showing up at exactly the same time every single week? Like, let's be honest, it's not just the three of us. There's also people behind the scenes. We've got Ethany that does our show notes. We've got Leon that does the audio editing. You know, there's other people. So there's there's actually, you know, it's... There's Thor. Uh, Thor brings me my wine before we record. Oh. I mean, there are a lot, of, a lot of people that are making this happen impossible. I, I can't yeah. thank them we enough. We couldn't do it without yeah. Thor. Melissa's putting the kids, you know, up Melissa to bed the kids to, so, to bed absolutely yeah I mean, it, 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 it takes a village pain. takes a village and a, and a winery <laughs> 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 yeah so do you guys have any either personal success stories of how a business helped how, how a podcast helped your business or um clients or people that you know who started a podcast used it as a marketing channel and had success meaning that the podcast did well, it brought in leads uh, and business. Do you guys have some examples we can talk about? I mean, I yeah, have I one. Th- you, you yeah, go first, you Shane. go first, Joe. Are you sure? All <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, go first. All right, so uh, the indie podcast goes back to being called the Middleland or MapCon, Middleland Podcast Conference or Middleland Podcast Podcast or something to that effect. Anyway, the, the whole po- idea was, was to pull in people to be on the show, have a great time, learn more about podcasting, teach other people about podcasting. But ultimately, it, what, it, what it did was is it opens up the conversation between me and the person I'm having on, the person I'm interviewing slash delivering information with to get them deeper into the community, have them come out to the conference, have them you know help promote the conference. Uh, and, and that's really like, was the, the idea behind it. So it's, it's been extremely helpful, even in the years where I didn't run the show, I, I, I handed off the hosting, uh, responsibilities to, uh, Amy J and to Chi, you know, they, they took it and ran with it. And I was super grateful for that because like at the time I was new dad territory. So, you know, it's really, it's real. And then now like to the point where like people look forward to like booked months in advance to be on the show and. And, and were dis- like have been disappointed to the point where they were like no we'll reschedule when I had something come up and I was like yeah I there's just this is an emergency and I can't do it tonight I have somebody else who could do the show with you and they're like no 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 you, we got I got to do it with you all right like all right cool like that that makes you know makes me feel happy but you know it's been it's just been very I don't want to say transformative but it's 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 grown in the last year. It has grown exponentially since I got regular with it and got back on a schedule with having people on. Like it, it's re- like it's really grown the brand. Mm-mm. Nice, uh, yeah. Growing the brand is is such a big thing about podcasting. So I want to. This is a great case study to share. I think because it'll help people. So my very first show that I started was called Unlimited Influence, and the idea of it was that I wanted to help people understand that they do have unlimited influence. And I was interviewing some really great entrepreneurs around how they'd built their influence to inspire other people. I was about 12 months in when I realized I've got great downloads, but that's all I've got. I've got fans, but it's not transferring into anything. So what I did, I shouldn't have shut the show, but I did. I actually stopped the show and started a new show show called Thought Leaders Business Lab. 
It was for thought leaders growing their business. The name made much more sense. And straight away, I knew it was exactly the right thing because what it did was make it very easy for people to know what the show was about. And now I get I get leads from that show every single week that do turn into clients because I'm attracting the right people to the show that then want to potentially work with me. So I think that it's really important to get that name of the show and really understand why you're doing it. Although I don't think that I did anything wrong with that first show. It was really really great way to cut my teeth in podcasting. I learned so much. It was great. I got to, you know, interview some amazing people. But, you know, getting that name of the show, really understanding who you're talking about and giving them the funnel to come in as well. So making sure that I'm sharing resources in every show or downloads so that people can come in to my uh, into my email list. Also having a Facebook community that relates to the podcast so that they can Um, collaborate in that Facebook group. So really understanding how the whole web works with the podcast just being one little piece of it. You know, to double back on that name change thing like that, I mean, changing Mid-Atlantic Podcast Conference to IndiePod uh, independent podcast conference has been huge. Like, just the, just the Facebook group alone, has, you know, gets is gets to the point where it's like three to five people a day are jo- like looking to join the group without even me doing any kind of advertising or anything. So people are actively searching for it, and instead of them finding, you know, maybe finding Mid Atlantic Podcast Conference and being like, oh, I'm not in the Mid Atlantic, I guess it's not for me, even though we already had people that weren't just the name change can just make such a huge difference. Mm, Yeah, Um, that's a a good point. I just, I don't think we can understate it or no, I don't think we could, we can overstate it enough how having a podcast puts you in a leadership position and a position mm. of increased authority. I don't want to say it's a, like an easy pass, but it is in a way, a bit of an easy pass. It is a way for you to create your own positioning and your own platform um, to get your own ideas, your own um, way of thinking or doing things out there to an expanded audience because there's no geographical restrictions for you, you know, and you can really engage much more intimately in this, in this, on this platform. So, you know, I've seen people really step into, into their leadership and their authority once they have a podcast. And I think that's, you know, such a powerful element of of having a podcast. Yeah. I think it's about 80% of people listen to an entire show and the average time for a show is 43 minutes. So having 80% of people listen to you for 43 minutes, like you just can't get that with video or blog. I mean, it's a completely mm-hmm. different platform. I'm not saying that blogging's not important. I'm not saying video is not important. But people can get to know you so much more intimately through a podcast. They get to hear your stories. They get to hear your voice. They get to really understand your depth of knowledge, your expertise. It's just such a fantastic platform. Yeah, Absolutely. Po- podcast listeners have grown 37.5% in the past three years. So mm. it is um, it is a form of media that is continuing to grow. I don't think we've hit a peak. I think there's there's still room to get in there and start your mm-hmm. podcast, uh, particularly because there's quite a high attrition rate, right? Uh, not everybody sticks with their podcast. Uh, they call it pod fade when people <laughs> just sort of run out of steam, run out of resources, typically time and energy to keep producing a, a regularly published show. So there is definitely definitely a lot of competition out there, but I think there's still room for you to find your, your own space. Totally. Totally. So, so let's, do, t- 
Yeah, oh. I was just about to say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> so let's so let's move right along right into on. guesting because I think that this is not just great for your brand, but also really great to grow your show as well. I think guesting is very important. You were going to go with it, Joe. So. It is. Oh, I was just going to push it along, but yeah, no guesting. You know, one thing that I would say, you know, guesting gets you is is somebody else's audience, people that that might not be familiar with you, your brand or, or, you know, the things that you're doing to me, like, I mean, it's gotten me, um, listeners to my show that live in both Australia, the UK, like in other countries that like, I immediately noticed a jump in those countries in my podcast downloads after I guessed it on shows that were, you know, based out of those countries. So, you know, I think that there's just a tremendous amount of opportunity there. Uh, and, and the great thing about podcasting when it comes to interviews is there's like an unlimited amount of people like that are looking for guests, right? Because they're, they're constantly trying to fill their calendars. And depending on how many episodes or how ambitious they are in their podcasting prowess, uh, they're constantly looking for, for more people to fill in the blank. So it's great. Uh, and I think that even as a podcaster, even as a business that has a podcast, I think looking to get on other podcasts that are in, similar in, in vain or, or similar like to help you reach those other potential you know, customers is, is an opportunity. Mm. Yeah, there are a couple of strategies that like you can sort of consistently look for opportunities to be a guest sort of an, as an ongoing thing. Um, but there are also things called podcast tours. So they're like book tours for authors where you you or you can pay somebody to book you on a series of podcasts. And these interviews typically happen in a relatively short period of time. This is great if you're launching um, you know, a book for a book launch or some sort of product launch or business launch um, in order to get a lot of attention in a short period of time. Uh, there's obviously some coordinating that needs to be, you know, involved. It's a little more intense than sort of casually guesting as it sort of fits your schedule, but it can be a really effective, you know, marketing tool that doesn't cost you anything but time, unless you pay mm. somebody to book for you, which is an option. Mm. That's exactly how I met Joe originally. Yep. Really? I, I launched yeah. my book and I was on Joe's show and that's how we met. And now we've been on each other's shows multiple times. <laughs> Look at that. I, it, was in, yeah. it was in 2015? 15. Yeah. yeah. 2015. Wow. And Ava was just a little teeny tiny baby. She was yeah. brand new. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because we connected in 2015, but we didn't do the interview until 2016. And uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I love I love that story. Um yes, Anthony says guesting is so much fun. It is fun. It is fun. What I would like to say is to make the best use of being a guest on someone else's podcast have some sort of freebie or resource that you can share if that's okay with the host that is related to the topic. And and I really want to stress related to the topic. <laughs> I remember I remember someone talking about uh, at a conference about how amazing uh, building your email list is. It was actually at a podcast conference, and then the sign up was for teachers. It just there was no there was no relative like why am I doing this? It needs to be completely related to the topic. So that is a great way to build your email list. 
I think I think Nick Lopert of uh, Side Hustle Nation does it best, where he literally every podcast episode he creates a lead magnet for that podcast episode. Mm. To bring Amy Porterfield in. does that too. Yeah. So good. That's yeah, very, very good, very Time organized, consuming, but yes, absolutely. I think I managed that for about four months before I went. <laughs> I don't have, I don't have time for this. However, I always make sure that the resource that I'm offering does relate to mm-hmm. the episode. I think that's a really good point, and probably this is a good time to talk about what makes a good podcast guest, because I think you have a responsibility as a guest to be the best guest you can be for that podcast. And I think the better you are at being a guest, the more opportunities and doors will open for you because that Mm. podcast, that podcaster probably knows other podcasters with similar audiences. And I'm sure they'd be happy to recommend you as a guest, as long as you are a good guest. And it's not just I don't think it's just showing up on time and answering the questions and being a good interview. I think being a good guest starts way before that. Um, And it includes researching the show, actually Mm -hmm. listening to several episodes so that you are familiar with the spirit, the cadence, the format of the show. So you don't show up um, completely not aligned with the spirit of their show and just seem like a, a real fish out of water. It also means pre-promoting, you know, pre-promote that you're going to be on the show and promote that podcast that's willing to have you on and then promote after the show as well. And that can mean sending it out to your email list, putting the episode in your email signature, uh, tagging and posting on your social media platforms. The blog post. A blog post. I mean, there's so many ways and that podcaster, I guarantee you will remember that. Um, They're also going to probably be retweeting and sharing everything that you're putting out there. So you're going to get more mileage out of your guest appearance by being generous. I I see a lot of people that don't do that. You know, they're Mm -hmm. a guest and they don't share, they don't talk about it. They don't prepare. They don't listen to the podcast. Um, They're really just thinking about what they're getting out of it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really short-sighted way to approach this opportunity. I could not agree more, Jennifer, and they were fantastic points. Thank you. Because you're right, as a podcast host, there is so much time and energy that goes into the show. And as the host, we want to put our guests in the best light possible, but it does need to be a two-way street. So I think that they're fantastic points. Um, The other thing I I love to do if I'm a podcast guest is to bring something new to the table, uh, particularly if you're doing a podcast tour where you're sort of uh, may suffer from a little bit of overexposure because you're on a lot of podcasts. These podcasts are going to have similar audiences, right? So don't tell the same story and do the same exact interview. I've seen famous people do this. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you want to bring a gift, you know, and that gift would be sharing something you haven't shared on another podcast so that your interview is fresh. Now, uh, John Lee Dumas is really a successful podcaster. And I know he's been a guest on some friends of mine's podcast, and they didn't necessarily get a lot of downloads because of his guest appearance, because he didn't share or say anything new or, you know, I I don't, I don't, I don't want to turn this into a John Lee Dumas. (laughs) 
session. <laughs> I have a story but, about that, by the but, way. You know, I it's also like, you know, the most famous guests aren't necessarily the best guests and the most mm -hmm. famous podcasts aren't necessarily the best podcasts you can benefit from us being a guest on a smaller podcast. And you never know where that podcast will be in five years. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever you do on that podcast, it's going to be there forever. You know, it's it's evergreen. So absolutely. Down I mean, show. The, the odds of the podcast that you're going on to sharing out the episode is like super, super high, right? Everyone's like, mm -hmm. I, it's my podcast. I'm sharing it out. But the odds of, you know, a guest sharing out your show is a little bit lower, especially like in John's case where he's on, you know, at one point he was on like seven shows a week, like other people's shows a week. Yeah. So, you know, and, and that does get uh, bring up a good point of like, it does get to a point where it's like, if he shared out every show that he was on, like that's what his social media feed would, right. would start to become overrun with. Now, with that said, so I interviewed or I was supposed to interview him. I, don't know, I guess it was like three years ago, four years ago. By the time that the interview got around, because it was like four months later at like after I had scheduled it with him. I, you know, I, I had realized like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not actually going to interview him. I broke it down into two separate episodes, two 15 minute episodes, only had a half hour. And we just talked about a specific topic in each of those episodes that we recorded instead of me just doing the same interview where he tells the same story about how, you know, he was in the military and blah, 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 blah. Right, like, right. And, and John's great. Like I've, I've met him a couple times, like super nice, but you know, I, I was like, let me just come at this from a different perspective. And I was doing topic shows at that point anyway like every wednesday i was putting out a topic show so for me it was like oh you know i have two weeks you know two separate weeks of topic shows that both feature john lee dumas like maybe it'll mean something maybe it won't i don't know but it was just different than just you know a basic interview mm, that's nice. smart that's smart joe i like how you i like how you handled that yeah i did too mm. but it was it was mostly because i needed those topic episodes to be able to get to the next week <laughs> to the next week <laughs> absolutely so the other thing that we have was uh advertise that was the final thing um, for, you know, advertising your business. And, and I, I feel like there's, you know, it's a really good thing to be able to find a way to advertise where it's not like in your face. It, it could be more subtle. And I think over actually over the weekend, I forget who did it. I think it was Kyle. Kyle Bondo did a really amazing talk about this. Uh, how brands like put together like Sephora has their own podcast and like how they make it not about their their makeup company right mm -hmm. uh, about their makeup and like how he broke it down like this is how the structure of their shows are uh, work uh, you could you should definitely go check that talk out you have to stuff, give us the link Joe yes, so that uh, we can pop it be, in the show notes be, yeah, be, yeah. Uh, superjoeparter.com slash super was the uh, it was a virtual conference we held this weekend and he's like in the middle there's a there's a schedule so you can like scroll through and find it yeah I, I caught that today um, it was it was really good and it you know, he mentioned there are a lot of brands, big brands doing their own podcast. You know, Trader Joe's has one that's gotten really popular. So yeah, which is kind of a different thing, like, you know, creating a branded podcast. So these big brands are doing that. So they, they're getting into the game, though, because it's successful. But, you know, actually having an ad on someone else's podcast is is another tool. Um, and you could do a live read or, re, or a recorded, uh, digitally inserted ad. But I think the trick is finding a podcast or podcasts that have an audience that you want to reach for your services mm -hmm. or your product. I like live reads personally. I think you know, they're, they're very personal and particularly with podcasts with loyal audiences, those audiences tend to trust 
those hosts. And I read a statistic one time. I don't have access to it, so you're just going to have to trust me on this. But um, with live red podcast ads, the purchase behaviors are like they get like 75% purchase behavior. Behavior wow. doesn't doesn't mean they that somebody bought it, but they you know click the link or you know whatever explored the product. Mm -hmm. So you don't see that type of conversion on any other sort of you know magazine ad, newspaper ad, any sort of print ad. Facebook ad. Um, so that's a pretty compelling stat to keep in mind. And, you know, there are running rates of what you can expect to pay. But I find that with some of these smaller shows, like these niche shows with loyal, small, smaller, loyal audiences, you can really just kind of negotiate and come up with your own advertising package. Some of them will take free products or services in exchange because they're just eager to have their first sponsor. Not that you want to take advantage of, you know, a poor podcaster, but, you know, just know that there are opportunities out there if you're willing to do the groundwork yourself. Mm -hmm. That was interesting with the with those high stats. And I think that is because if people are already listening to a show, they've already built trust with the host. Yeah. So that trust is transferred to someone else. So on that, I think it's really important that if you're a podcast host, that you need to make sure that the companies that you're promoting, you're super, super okay with. Yes, definitely believe in believe in the products that you're peddling. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But, the, but, but what a great idea. But it's so, it, was, it is difficult though because like, Sometimes, like, and you, you do, some might want to do research, especially shows that have been around for a while, to make sure that there isn't like some like loose cannon episodes like going like, in their past history that like someone's going to dig up, especially the bigger that your brand is, right. the more likely, you know, someone's going to put the microscope on it and go back and be like, hey, remember that four years ago, five years ago, and they did that one episode that was kind of racy and like not, you know, PC? Like, your brand is tied to that now. Mm. Yeah, well, you definitely have to do your due diligence, but you would do yeah. that anyway with any any place that you put your marketing dollars, right? Totally, totally. And yes, I, I agree, uh, Yazir. Uh, everybody starting podcasts, but very little that continue to exist. Yeah, well, it is easy to start. I mean, especially with Anchor, just be like, pick up your phone and blah, 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 blah. But, you know, it's it's not easy to, to keep it going, keep it rolling. I'm going to challenge that. I don't think everybody is starting podcasts. There's less than 1 million podcasts. There's over 5 million YouTube channels, uh, 500 million YouTube channels, over 500 million blogs. So there's actually, mm. there's. I don't think that everybody is starting podcasts. And I think that there's so many people that they want to and they're just too afraid because of their fear of being judged or they don't like their voice or all sorts of things. So I think that there's so much opportunity. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the barriers to entry are lower now than prior mm -hmm. than, than in the past for sure like there was a lot of tech involved in the in the past uh even just in like three years ago it was a lot more complicated uh to like jump in and go oh here you go or yes here it says or thinking about starting it uh yeah pro probably i mean people record one episode or whatever and and it goes you know nowhere uh because it, it's you know because of the reason sam just said like it's it's easy to be like, oh, I don't like my voice or, you know, yeah, this doesn't really, this time doesn't really work out for me. Or, eh, I'm kind of going to get bored with this or they haven't given it enough thought. And that's, that's really what it starts down, you know, mm. boils down to is giving, start giving it enough thought to do the planning and putting in the work and, and all that. So uh, was there anything else we wanted to, to mention as far as advertising before we well, move I, on? Yeah. One, one other thing that I think is a good point to make is 
like with all of your marketing efforts, you want to be able to measure the return on investment and the ROI. And you can do that pretty easily with podcast ads by, you know, providing a call to action with a vanity URL or a discount code so that you can track the success of the sales or success of that advertising campaign and the the sales that are resulting from that campaign. And you're also going to want to have to think about um, you're going to have to think about the frequency of those ads and how many ads you put out there. Um, you know, the big brands, they do a, you know, just a huge ad buy. And so, you you'll, you know, you hear stamps.com and Casper mattresses. Everybody's heard those ads on podcasts. You're not going to ha- have those sort of dollars. So you're good. But you, you may want to do a test run on a few podcasts or one podcast for several weeks to see the ROI, gauge it before you expand and spend more money in that way. Uh, Mary Sue has a question. As far as content, how do you prepare for a podcast episode? Do you have a running list of topics? <laughs> great, great. First of all, great question, Mary Sue. Such a good question. Um, I mean, I do. I mean, with, with I, other shows, I do. I definitely do. I am. I have for each podcast, I've got a Google Sheets that's got many different tabs on it. There's so much preparation that I, and I know you're the same, Joe. that I put into preparing for a podcast episode. I have sheets that have the running sheet for the podcast episode. I've got another sheet with making sure that all of my, my guests is there. So definitely have yeah. that all sorted out. That and then I think that that's... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm with you. I, I have to prepare. Um, you know, I've, I have, believe it or not, I have two pages of notes for this episode. Um, for the, <laughs> don't laugh. That's not funny. That is, that is not funny, Joe. Jennifer is bringing the goods. Oh. I, I just don't know why you're laughing. Are you laughing because it doesn't seem like I had any notes? Are you laughing because I'm oh, a nerd? No, no, um, no. I am a business geek. No, I have, I- <laughs> Joe. How dare you? Um, uh, but we also have a spreadsheet that we all use. All of us business geeks, we work from a business geek spreadsheet where we have our topic links, you know, the, our one cool thing, you know, all of our segment uh, links are in there. So we we all reference that before, you know, we record. Honestly, you know, lately we haven't been able to pre-plan our topics too far in advance because we are in this unique time. And mm. so we're, we're giving um, ourselves more fluidity. But if it was pre-pandemic, pre-pandemic, we had several weeks sort of mm. planned out in advance uh, where we knew the topic. We each do our own sort of research and prep. We, we meet prior to recording and we sort of kind of um, group huddle, like what we're going to talk about. Uh, that only takes about 15 minutes or so. But yeah, we definitely plan. I know people that podcast off the cuff. I'm not one of those people that can do that. I, I need mm-hmm. I need some prep. Yeah. And I think that it's really important to note that with this podcast and with my other podcast, that as soon as we had this crazy thing happening in the world that we don't want to talk about, <laughs> that we I did we did have to stop our, you know, regular segments or our regular topics because also need to be very aware of what's happening in the world and not be deaf to that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Nice, I, nice. I, I was laughing at myself for not doing the pre- preparation that to the level that, <laughs> oh, that both of you do. That, you, don't, so, you don't do any notes, Joe? Uh, you don't do anything? No, I mean, for I remember like, dreamers, this from the first week. <laughs> <laughs> 
where, where uh, we were turning up with pages and pages of notes pages. and Joe's like, excellent, excellent. <laughs> yes. Yeah, all, that's great, great points. Uh, no, I mean, even even for Dreamers Podcast, you know, I have like a, a spreadsheet with like three or 400 topics that I could talk about at any given time. You know, when they come to me, I just write it down, but I don't really like plot it out. I, there's been a, a couple of times where like, if there's something where I specifically want to make sure I nail every single point, if it's really in depth, Otherwise, like if I see a topic, I, I can just go off the top of my head for the most part. But then that's how I forget. You know, I miss things. I, I, I forget things. But yeah. I think so. that you need more planning with more people as well, because I know uh, that there's an episode I, I do with a different co-host and our spreadsheet has every single point on there to make sure that we're both on the same page. Otherwise, it's very. And, and that's what we've done here, too. We knew the three topics that we wanted to cover. If we didn't have them, this could go anywhere. Yeah. Literally anywhere. Yes. <laughs> uh, so just uh, real quick, uh, Yazir says, why, mo why most of comedians are very good at podcasting? I mean, I would say because they're good at speaking on a microphone. You know, putting in the reps is the most important thing. And, and to Sam's point, uh, you know, having that first show uh, gave her, I mean, you had what, like 75 episodes of that show? Yeah, uh, roughly. Yeah. So like that was 75 reps that you got in that you weren't going to get just sitting around thinking about having a podcast like you. You have to get in front of the microphone. Oh, it doesn't so, matter how much you read about interview techniques or, you know, questioning or answering in different ways. There is nothing like getting out there and actually taking action. Yes. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Are we ready to move on to our uh, our cool or foolish or coolish foolish? Absolutely. Foolish, foolish. Yes. Foolish let's do it. Or foolish. I'm gonna share my screen here. Uh Jen, please explain what we're looking what we're looking at here. What we're looking at here, folks, is a business called Cardboard Cutout Standees. And this company came to my attention because their Facebook ad showed up in my Facebook feed today. And I stopped. I was like, oh, this is a concept that's not really new, right? We've all like seen cardboard cutouts, typically of famous people, these life-size cutouts where you take a picture and if you, you know, do it just right, it'll look like you're actually with the person. Well, this company is doing an ad spend on Facebook and targeting people who are socially distant, distanced from their relatives and friends. And they're suggesting that you use these life-sized cardboard cutouts to send to your family members who are missing you. Honestly, I love this so much because I come from a family that has a weird sense of humor and if I sent my mom in the mail one of these life-size cut you know, cutouts of me, she would love it. She would love it. I mean, she would laugh and cry and laugh and cry. So I think it's a great idea. I think I I have to say that I don't know necessarily who they targeted pre-pandemic, but I did not think this was a bad ad. I I thought this was this was okay. I, I liked it. Some people might think it's tacky. <laughs> Look, yeah, if I, I had have, it. if I had have seen this last year, I would have been on the foolish side. But right now, I'm missing my family so much that I'm going to go with coolish. I think <gasps> that this could be so much fun. So, Jen, I think it's coolish. Thank you. I, um, I, Mary Sue thinks it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's so 2019. <laughs> How, how much how much is, is is this like i think uh it, it goes by height so let's say about a hundred if i wanted one for me i think it was about a hundred dollars 
So this is so cool. I get to pay a lot less for mine than Joe gets to yes to pay for you. <laughs> the tall people are it takes more cardboard, more ink to, to create you. Wow. Um, I think this is fun. I think there's a lot of fun to be had here. You know, we're you know just think if we're still socially isolated around the holidays, like you know the Christmas and Thanksgiving holidays, like these are going to be lifesavers. <laughs> Uh, Mary, Mary Sue, we get a Gerard, uh, Gerard Butler cutout. I don't know who that is. I'm bad with pop culture. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a pretty that's a pretty good guy to get. I would say. Yeah, super cool. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's cool. To me, I, I try to scale it on on price, uh, but for like a hundred bucks, you know, and it's gonna last. And as long as you don't put it outside, it should last forever. That's mm. that is pretty mm. cool. Yeah, yeah, I think it's I think cool. it's definitely relevant to what's going on in 2020. Well, look what Brent, Brent has a good idea here. Hook up a remote microphone and app driven audio. Yes. Oh, so they can talk too. I don't know. I think oh. my fa- my family would like me just quiet. <laughs> or, 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 just a silent like, Jennifer showing up. Like stick like an iPad to the, to the, over the face. Oh, Strap like, the iPad to the face and then you do some FaceTime and yeah. they're standing there in front of you. Fantastic. I, so what, I love it. what are we gonna think of next? Oh man, that that is that is that is cool though. All right, so moving moving right along because we only got about ten minutes. Sam or Jen, who wants to go first with their grind, grind my gears? I always go first. I always I want Sam. Sam never has a grind my gear. I so don't. Is, but I, I, I give her the floor. I have one this week. This is really grinding my gears. <laughs> is all of the rubbish conspiracy theories on social media driving me insane. Seriously, people, if you haven't got anything better to do with your time, go watch Netflix or something. Like You cannot spend time concentrating on growing your business if you're getting caught up in ridiculous conspiracy theories. Do it. I know over and out. We we all know that 5G phones cause coronavirus. Yeah, it never existed before that. And there's only like like five cities in America that actually have the nano 5G antennas. Like, get out of here. Oh my god, I have seen it all. Seriously, I've seen the most ridiculous ridiculous things and over the weekend all the people saying you know we shouldn't be social distancing we're being forced to you know be controlled by the government I'm like oh for goodness sakes just just stop just stop these are Australians <laughs> saying that or, or no, no 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 Americans oh yeah 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 that's totally an American uh, thing yeah yeah I, saw, <laughs> I, I saw a post today saying uh saying that this wasn't really a virus. I don't know what it is. Like what it's not a virus. What what are you saying? What is it? I just can't click. I can't click on this nonsense. I agree with you. It's not it's yeah. insane. But you know what? There are a lot of people out there that are, you know, in that camp and that are very getting very antsy about being in quarantine. So I, I think this um I if get you're, that if you're a little crazy, maybe now you're a medium crazy, you know, your crazy levels going up. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get, I get the isolation thing. It is a little bit lonely, but seriously, I've unfollowed so many people on social media this weekend. I just want to be around happy people. That might be a little lonely, but you know, positive people. Hey, loneliness. So, is so a, is you a, guys, so we can hang out for a bit emotion. longer, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, emotions. You know, people have emotions, right? And and loneliness. There's can nothing be one wrong of those with things, emotions. So. 
it's you know but it's it's when you want to take it to the extreme of like everybody everybody's doomed or every you know this is all one big government plot to keep me in my house how dare they want to keep me in the place that i pay the most money to be at any given moment (laughs) every single month that's crazy absolutely so there what about you jen that's a good. Oh, I guess like we Brent do, we, is. You're the grind my gears queen. Yes, grind the Brent Basham. At least I'm the queen of something. I mean, I'll I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, okay, so this is about Facebook groups and some Facebook group behavior that I've witnessed. So one of them is the 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 Facebook group participant that plays this this game where they post something in your group that's self-promotional. And then Mm -hmm. in order to keep that post at the top of the group feed, they comment on their own post. Mm -hmm. Do you know that trick? Do you know that Uh, trick? I I, I noticed it, I'm on to you, people. I am on to you. You're not going to win this game in my group. (laughs) The other thing is apparently people have been given advice that if they want to promote something, to blast the same exact post in multiple groups. And I don't know that someone's teaching that. I think that people just don't get it. Oh my God. Nobody cares. There's no engagement on these posts. And the reason <laughs> I see them is because they they put them in. I'm getting to that, Mary Sue. I'm this is number three. Okay. So I see them because I'm in a lot of entrepreneurial groups and I'll see these entrepreneurs post the same post. And oh, it's just such a waste of time. The second thing is the CVS length post that precedes a picture of your big face. (laughs) (laughs) I don't understand what that is about. Why am I looking at your beautiful face? They're always beautiful faces. Never like not beautiful people. They're always very beautiful people, big close-ups, and then a CVS length post that I don't have time to read. I don't want to read. I'm sure it's great advice. I don't know. But it's just too much. It's too much. It's pollution. It's it's pollution of the group. It's pollution of the internet. Nobody cares. Say it in less words. Learn to summarize. Well, yeah, but that's part of the Facebook algorithm, right? Like keeping, they know like how long you're looking at that post. Just like they know how long you're looking at an ad and like whether or not they should keep showing that ad to you because you're not just scrolling by well then the algorithm is broken (laughs) (laughs) i mean i i I totally agree the auto sharing of like posts into Mm group into like my groups it's so it's so infuriating oh so you have to do is spend time deleting things you know what i don't even that's all we do is delete oh see i delete them i don't delete it i don't because i want them just i want them to hang there in embarrassment when nobody engages (laughs) Well, Just see, I don't want them to learn. It, though, in some they cases. need to learn. Yeah, they, they, they ghost. They, they absolutely ghost your group. I delete them because I don't want to lose respect for my group. I want them to know that it's a great place to hang out, so I don't want that rubbish in there. I hear you. I'm, I'm monitoring it. There's some clearly some gray area. Um, the other thing is, can there we is stop? Can we stop challenging? Can we stop with the challenges? So many oh. people are like so many challenges, like so many challenges. I don't want to be challenged. I don't have time to be challenged. It's it's a challenge just to maintain a routine, keep my business growing, feed my dog on time. Like, can we just no challenges? I don't want to. I like challenges. No challenges. 
No but challenge is a challenge. It's no promotion, isn't it? Like they're sharing like a post that's like, oh, we're, I'm challenging to you to blah, 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 blah. It's a lot to ask from anybody. Life is a challenge right now. Like just getting your groceries from the front oh, step God, inside yeah. without it contaminating your whole <laughs> damn family is a challenge. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. So stop effing challenging people. Just calm the F down on the challenges right now. Pick them back up after the pandemic. I, I couldn't okay. agree more. I, That's I thought, my uh, see, I like I like the challenges. I think they're great. And actually, I'm in, I'm in a couple of them at the minute because I, I I like it. They just let's do this thing for five days. I like them. Oh, five days. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. The package is showing up at my door. Is is like legit becoming a challenge? Uh, yeah. I challenge myself. Is it worth the Clorox wipe? That's the question. Like, it, there's only so much, and, and Lysol spray. Like, I'm running low. I'm starting to run low on it. Do you? So, do like, you? Yeah. Do worth, you? Do, do you it? wash the tomatoes or do you spritz them with your Clorox spray? I don't know. Ah, uh, I mean, I we I don't know. I don't know. I'm not oh. in charge of the food thing, but I I don't know. Mm. But how did like we mm. get grapes? Like, how do you wash the? How are you gonna wash grapes? I'm not buying grapes because that's, yeah, right? that's too hard. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. No grapes. Well, we have grapes. I don't know how long that continue but you know what my kids love fruit so i mean it's a good problem to have but but it's a problem like when like apples and stuff like that i i you, you gotta mm. use soap and water and then rinse it mm-hmm. and it's just mm-hmm. like oh like why just, just it is a challenge is hard now it's a challenge this is what i'm saying we have built-in challenges now we are just survive we're trying to survive we're trying not to get sick we're trying not to get other people sick we're trying to like weather this economy and like the unknowns. There's so many unknowns right now. I just think that, you know, we can maybe take a break on the challenges. That's all. <laughs> don't get mad if people don't participate. <laughs> so let, let's wrap up real quick here with our one cool things. Oh, shoot. I rambled on too long. Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. It was worth it. It was worth it. It was. It was. Jen, you have something, the COVID loan tracker? Yeah. COVID loan tracker, uh, covidloantracker.com. This is, I, I stumbled upon this today. Actually, uh, Mark Cuban shared this on LinkedIn. It's a completely grassroots effort to bring some transparency to small business owners who have applied for the the, SBA the yeah the SBA yeah. Um, backed relief loans. Has and anybody grants. even got one yet? Well, like, that's I, the thing. Um, people have applied and they haven't gotten them. So this is for the applications for PPP and EIDL applications. It's a completely grassroots effort to track where people's application statuses are and to try to force our leaders to have some accountability to fulfill the aid that was promised to the small business owners. So um, completely volunteer run, started by a couple, two business owners, small business owners themselves, but it looks completely legit. I love what they're doing. They're looking for contributors, uh, which I think are also volunteers to help with PR and social media, newsletter and blog writing, that sort of thing. So I encourage you to to get your business tracked if you've applied for any of those uh, two things so they can keep track and accurate accounting and keep our government officials accountable at the same time. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, Yeah, I I haven't received mine yet. Have you? Did you Uh, apply? No, no, I haven't. I didn't need to apply, so Um, I I did not. 
Oh, well, I, I, I applied. Uh, doesn't mean I'll actually get anything because it's only like, what, 300 million or 300, was it 300 million or 300 billion? I don't know. But whatever it was, it wasn't going to be enough money for everybody to be getting the $10,000 that they were offering, you know, or up to $10,000, I yeah. should say. But So, uh, Sam, did you have a one cool thing this week that you were trying to put I did. My yeah, I was trying to put it in. I was struggling with the spreadsheet today, wasn't I? Um, this relates to our topic of podcasting that we were talking about before. And I know I've mentioned it before or we've mentioned it before, podit.net, which is a great platform to go to find guests and to also find podcasts looking for guests. So my one cool thing is to sign up on podit.net. Oh hey! Oh hey! Look at that! Hey! Look who that <laughs> hey, is! Right there. <laughs> right there. Both uh, me, Matthew Passy, Digital Dad. So well, how about that? Look at that's, that. That's old show show artwork too. I gotta. So, uh, so Brent, excuse me. I would like to say I did the shout out. Where am I on that homepage? <laughs> yeah, right, Brent. Where, <laughs> I, think, I think Brent started uh, is on is is live right now himself. Uh, yeah, he's live now. Pod it, uh podcast okay. interviews, uh, interviewing. Uh, somebody else so so he's not here to, he, to see this so uh to, that's okay he'll go back and have a look and he'll know that i'm only joshing yes which i don't know what that means in america but it means just joking yes well we know we we got i think we got that one down at least uh no even though i don't think any americans say that my my one cool thing was so i was talking to a friend of mine who also has a bunch of electric vehicles and he's like dude you, you know you realize like you could like use your battery in your car to be a generator for your house right and i was like wait what so i i went and got an inverter a 2000 watt inverter so i could run like the griddle the toaster like the convection toaster oven the microwave a tv mm. pretty much not all at once obviously but like a, a refrigerator all from off the battery of my car and because it's like 68 kilowatt hours and it only can run say one kilowatt hour to like say maybe two an hour i can basically run for like a day and a half if i if i, if I maxed it to like the full two kilowatt per hour i don't have to have an extra gen i don't have to have a generator and go get gas like i could even plug my car into like my neighbor generator and like generate power into the battery like it's super cool so i just wanted to say like there's another reason to get an electric vehicle you have your personal <laughs> generator right there wow yeah very good yeah for only like 140 bucks too like you can get an inverter that's 2000 watts that'll do your your like cooking and all and and i even went and bought a refrigerator because our refrigerator in our house is like You'd have we'd have to like rip the whole thing out from the wall, like because it's all like encased. So you'd have to like rip the whole thing out to get to the plug. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna find a cheap refrigerator and I'm gonna put it in the garage because we we have two kids now and we need more than one refrigerator anyway. But but yeah, so I went. This that's what I did this morning in the rain and the like 50 mile an hour gusts and stuff. Drove the the minivan over to Best Buy, who was still open. Who have either of you been to a store lately? No. Like, yeah. So, so I pulled up to the Best Buy and they have like right on the, like they text you and you, you tell them what vehicle you're in and they'll come out and bring you your stuff. Or you can walk up to the front where it's like they have like a folding table like behind the door, like just inside because it was like pouring rain. And you could walk up and like get your exchanges that way as well. It was really kind of neat. Um, I'm glad mm. that they're still able to operate. And I was able to get a refrigerator <laughs> pretty That's cheap. nice. Yeah. Um, there's, good work, Best Buy. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, one other good work I want to give out to I ordered. Um, I can show you. So the see the these black covers here they're on top of my turntables so i ordered them off of amazon and this uh this nice 
strip of paper was attached to the bag. It's probably really, really hard to read. But basically what it's saying is that how much as a small Denver-based business that plans to stay 100% operational during these times, we greatly, all in caps, appreciate your purchase. We are often making two trips each day to the post office to ensure timely delivery of our packages because we know Amazon is now taking three plus weeks to deliver our items to Prime members. Thanks again for your support and do not hesitate to reach out if you have a problem with your order. So like, I thought that, that was really cool. Awesome. And, I, and I was like, you know, that's I'm going to mention this on the show uh, because I, I think it's it, that's that's a really neat thing to even though I mean, they make covers for like lots of different things, but like specifically for my turntable. So what's I can the have name of the business show? Oh, that's a great point. Uh, it's Digital Deck Covers. Digital All... Deck Covers. Great yes. job. I love the personal note. Absolutely. I, I, I think next time like they could use a bigger piece of paper. Um, yes. but, um, you know, I love that they took the time to do that and to thank you. That's, mm. that's, that's a class act right there. Yeah. So they cover all kinds of, uh, equipment and things like that. Waterproof. And I hadn't been to their website before, but, uh, but yeah, very happy with the product for sure. Fantastic. And, and happy with the little, the little personal note there. <laughs> that's really so. nice. Mm. Small businesses yeah. are the best. They absolutely. Are. They We're, absolutely are. We might be a little biased. I'll admit. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's about time for us to wrap it up. We're already eight minutes over and I don't want to keep pushing it. Anyway, I hope you all have a great, safe week. I hope you're all able to get food and supplies that you need. Oh, speaking of which, we ordered from Instacart for the first time. Well, I'll, next week, I'll let you know how that went. They'll be here sometime between Tuesday and Friday with our food. We don't know. We don't know <laughs> when. But I was like, if you can get an order in, just get an order in and we'll deal with the price, you know, whatever, whatever we get late, you know, when we get it so better than going to the store i i hope you all have a a safe uh week and, and get all the supplies and everything you need uh join us every monday at 8 p.m eastern daylight savings time or 10 a.m australian eastern standard t- daylight time Sa- standard, standard time, I guess time. yes over at facebook.com slash business geeks podcast if you haven't been to our website lately we did update it uh last week go to business geekspodcast.com next week we we don't know what we're going to speak about next week but we will know probably in the next day or so and we get it posted for you to be able to find the video thank you all for watching uh anthony mary sue brent yasir and mark mark lineberry thank you all so much for taking the time out of your monday night to be with us see you all next week